everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, I'm looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Good. It, uh, it's February. Feels like... Groundhog Day. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, what did he like... say? That's Tony Phil. I think he said six more weeks of summer, of winter, I mean. Oh, yeah. You wish it was six more weeks of summer. Well, we are this weekend now uh, entering the, some sort of polar vortex thing here again every year, this new term in weatherology, um, but it's supposed to be, you know, sub-zero freezing. So I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. Are you, getting, so, uh, are you getting itchy? Are you getting cabin fever ready to get out? Not really. Um, I, I, I went away, as you know. Yeah, you ago. So I was in Florida for a week and that was um that got that that you know scratched the cabinet beaver itch it was in the 80s down there and nice so um that will propel me into spring i hope here but talk to me after this weekend of of frigid temperatures and i may have changed my mind yeah well just uh get your groceries hunker down <laughs> it'll be yeah. it'll be fine as long as you don't lose your furnace or whatever so well don't even say that out loud jeez <laughs> Jinxing me. Not I know you, you, you're in the same boat. So, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed we survived the cold weather, but for sure. So, today we're going to discuss something a little esoteric. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good because these are terms that are kind of being bandied about in our world, in our industry, and maybe it's a good time to kind of level set them a little bit and define them. But we're going to talk about online marketplaces and platforms, e-commerce platforms, however we want to define it, and sort of, you know, what are the differences, similarities, pros, cons, whatever, who's, who's, who should be using what if we know. Um, but um, it's an interesting idea. We've seen lots of sessions and various conferences and webinars about this. And um, I, I think it can be confusing. So maybe we will try to uh, edify people here. Yeah, see if we can cut through the confusion. I think that you put it right when you said these terms are getting bandied about. You know, these terms are getting thrown around a lot. And I think that it sort of depends on the discussion. I, I think that depending on the discussion, they could mean slightly different things. And I think it would be good to maybe try to define them generally and then you can kind of see how they might apply from one discussion to another um but yeah we we hear a lot of talk about marketplaces maybe more than platforms i think that that has become kind of the buzzword um and especially for the it channel but i think even within it departments there's kind of this notion of like well, what, what are marketplaces? What do they mean for this whole delivery of technology um, coming all the way from the vendor and then flowing down? But then when it gets to the department, I think there's even some notion of like delivering that within the organization. So I think that whether you're a managed service provider or somewhere in the IT channel or you're just an IT pro working in a department, it would be good to have some clarity around what these things mean. And yeah. I, when I was thinking about it and trying to figure out for myself, you know, what exactly is the distinction here? We've got marketplaces, we've got platforms. What does that mean? I think that a marketplace is something that gets built with the end user in mind. It gets built so that that end user can choose products or services or whatever it is. And I think that generically speaking, even if you're taking it outside of the digital space, that's kind of what a marketplace is built for. It, it's to make things easier for that end user. And I think that making things easier for the end user then has a lot of different applications, whether you're talking about a managed service provider or a distributor maybe, or whatever. 
And then I think a platform is something that gets built not really with the end user in mind. The platform maybe gets built with the seller in mind. So it's like the platform is what uh, has to be there in order to build a marketplace or uh, any kind of digital offering or something like that. So the platform, if the buyer or the seller is kind of sitting in the middle and they're trying to create this marketplace for the buyers or the end users, then they need to have some notion of a platform. What am I building on top of? And that might come from another party. Uh, There might be a third party that's providing that platform, or maybe they would have to build their own platform. But I I think the way to think of it is like the platform is what the marketplace is sitting on top of. And so then there end up being different dynamics uh, going back and forth, depending on which one of these entities you're talking about. Yeah, it, it is confusing because, you know, sort of the way that I think about it sometimes is when I think about an online marketplace, I think about some of these, you know, huge players and everyone from the Amazons to the Googles to the Etsy to the, you know, Shopify's, whatever out there. And and, and they are a platform unto themselves. Obviously, they have underlying technology that that, that that creates that as, you know, Amazon has a platform that then they build on top of and that enables all of these buyers and sellers to interact with each other. Um if what you're talking about then, though, is as a middle person, a channel company, for instance, an MSP, you're going to be an interface in between the end customer and the marketplace somehow. Or even if the end customer is going directly to that online marketplace, you're going to be the one who fulfills or provides the services or implementation after. What's your front end look like? You need to have your own platform. I, I want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. And that in itself is a challenge for that MSP. And do they bother, I wonder, sometimes? Or do they just allow procurement to take place directly and customer via online marketplace? And then they step in in some way after the fact. That, um, or is the case where they're trying to sell those marketplace services through a platform of their own, even though the online marketplace is what's on the back end? Right. Yeah. I, I think all of that is right. And maybe, you know, we can try to tease it all out and, and yeah. pull out the different aspects of it. And maybe it's easiest to start with marketplaces, right? So marketplaces, again, I think is the buzzword. It's what gets talked about the most. I know you've talked about it in some of your reports. And I think there are a lot of different angles to this, right? It's yeah. sort of like, you know, is the marketplace, you know, disintermediating, you know, some of this, you know, are, are people able to go more direct with marketplaces, why should someone even build out their own marketplace? So let's just start with the marketplace and why that's important. Uh, and maybe you could kind of give you know some of your thoughts because, like I said, you've written about this in the past. Yeah, I mean, we've asked you know in our channel studies, you know, um, how many of you, from a competition standpoint, even are seeing your customers or potential customers using an online marketplace to procure their technology. And 70 plus percent of channel companies say, yeah, we see that on a regular basis. It's happening. Um, they can view it in a ne- as a negative. You know, our customers are now not needing us for a transaction. They're going directly to this these, you know, public online marketplaces and buying what they need. But interestingly, what we've found in a lot of our studies on this is that it, at least um, this is a uh, hopefully the uh, aspirational channel firms or the ones that think in the affirmative are saying, you know, we try to look at this not as a negative. It's like, all right, if it's easier for a customer to buy this way, go for it. But what can we, how can we provide value? Well, one, it's confusing to go to a marketplace and start typing in a search issue, you know, search term for something you need as a lay person in the end user community who may not understand the technology or then maybe 
um, facing a thousand different choices for an application and have no idea what to pick. So the channel, you know, the middle person can be the on the front end, the company that helps them vet that. So say they come back to a channel firm and say, hey, look at this thing. You know, I got 50 options here. Which one of these is best for me? Or on the other end, a lot of customers don't understand. Well, it's easy to buy something from a marketplace, but what do you do with that product or application or service or whatever it is after the fact? Because technology is not standalone in almost all cases. It's got to be inter- it's got to be integrated with other things. It's got to be um, secured. It's got to be compliant. It's there's a lot of things to consider. And if it's an IT department, may, they may know these things inherently and be able to do them. But if it's a small customer buying, they may not, and they may need a third party to to, to come in and then take care of all that sort of value added services that go into the successful implementation of a new product that they may have easily bought from a marketplace. Um, so there's a lot of threads here. That That's mainly what we've explored in the research that we've done so far. Like our online marketplace is gonna kill your business. And the resounding answer is they're, they're there, they're a challenge, but not necessarily. Yeah, I, I think that that's interesting. I think as you're talking, I'm thinking about two different factors that probably play into marketplaces. You know, one is removing the friction. Right. And so, you know, if you put an online marketplace together versus, you know, sales calls and vendor demos and all these things and someone can just go out and like pick it up and and stand it up right away, you've removed a ton of friction. And I think to your point, you've probably removed some value out of that equation. Like maybe they're not able to integrate it as simply, or maybe there are some questions left, or maybe there are some services that can be wrapped around that are getting left on the table. But I think that the online marketplace removes so much friction that you have to start getting really intentional about what value you're adding back in to avoid the person going, you know, direct to someone else's marketplace. Um, and, and you have to be very confident about what those, you know, services and those values would be, uh, so that you can speak to them very clearly. Uh, and and ultimately, maybe you can get the best of both worlds, right? If you if you build out your own marketplace then you're giving your buyer uh, a somewhat frictionless experience, but it comes with all the value that might come from getting services from from you, right? So I I think that that notion of friction versus value is one thing. And I think one of the values, the, the second big thread with marketplaces, and this is where it starts to play into internal IT departments, is the notion of it being kind of a a safe and secure, a whitelisted environment, right? To pick things from, right? So I I think that that is why a lot of internal IT departments are pursuing things so that their users can pick and choose things and IT has already done all the work and and they know that it's all gonna be safe and that hopefully it'll all work together relatively nicely. And I think that is one of those values that could be added in by an MSP or some other third party, maybe trying to build out their own marketplace to say, hey, part of the value that we're providing here is we've already vetted all of these services, uh, or maybe we're providing some of these services. And so you can you can feel confident in choosing them, and it's all going to work together nicely. So I think... I think there are those two things that have to be considered with marketplaces, whether you're talking about building out your own or dealing with the way that your clients might go directly to a marketplace or whatever it is, that's the balance that you have to find. Yeah, I mean, historically, this model is kind of the one that distributors have always used for their channel clients. You know, the distributors are were the marketplace. We have all the products listed here, the pricing, 
and 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 we aggregate it all for you so that as a channel company you don't need to go to 50 different vendors to figure out or source the things that you need for your customer but you can do it all here in this one-stop shop and by the way as we have evolved um distributors meaning you know they've become more savvy and learn that it's not just about um, listing the things that we have. And it's also about vetting them in a way and that we don't put things, you know, we do not sell things through distribution that we don't think are viable, good products or good services for our channel partners to then pass on to their customers. So in a sense, we're just moving this whole model a little bit downstream where um, now the customer is the one that the marketplace is appealing to versus the channel partner through the distributor using their marketplace to make sure that they're getting the right things and the right services. Yeah, yeah. And I... I think then that if, if that's what marketplaces are, and again, for a distributor, like building out a marketplace is just sort of digitizing the model that they already had, right? And yeah. and so yeah. there is this notion of digital marketplaces with distributors and how do you deal with them? But I, I think that, that that notion of like friction and value is, is, are probably the key things when it comes to a marketplace. Yeah. If we turn to a platform, then I'm feeling like, this is where cost starts to come into play, yeah. right? So, so platform is really about what's the cost of standing up a marketplace. And for a lot of people, whether they're an internal IT department or a third party just trying to stand up their own marketplace, there, there's a significant cost in there. You know, and building out your own software and the infrastructure and all of that stuff uh, can be pretty costly. And you probably might not have the skills on board. Yeah. And the so ongoing management of Right, right. So then you're going to someone else to provide that platform. And that's, that's great. That That's definitely a way to stand up the marketplace. But there's also a cost involved there, you're going to be beholden to that platform provider in some way. And you can be, you know, so tied into that platform provider that maybe the initial terms look good. But if you get locked into that model, they can start to tweak, you know, the terms. And if, if you're completely locked in, the cost of switching off of that or the cost of then building out your own uh, starts to become, you know, greater and greater. And it really becomes something to consider. And, and so I think that that's where platforms come into play is if a marketplace is something that is really going to make sense and make that buying process easier, the, the big platform question is how do I do that? And am I going to use somebody else's stuff? And how do I make sure that that still doesn't take too much away from, you know, my business model or my revenue stream or whatever? Uh, or am I going to build out my own? Yeah, that, that the build versus buy question is really critical here. Um, you know, you would argue if you build your own and you have and you're able to operate it at a cost in a cost effective manner, having your own platform has a lot of advantages. Right. Um, you know, you, you control how it's going to operate. Um, it can enable you to do a lot of things like personalization and customization for, for the buyers that are that are using it. And, you know, it's it's it can be a really great thing. But again, it is a complicated IT project for a lot of companies. And, and if you're a smaller firm, a smaller channel firm, for instance, you typically don't have the bucks for that. You might have the expertise, you might, but you may not have the, um, the resources to, to build and support that long term uh, for your customers. And you may have to do sort of a cost benefit analysis. Is it, is it cheaper to just send my customers off to a marketplace that I don't have, I'm not you know, behind in any way, and then have them come back to me and let me do whatever I need to do for them from a, a value added uh, perspective. So I think it really comes down to the individual business and their resources from a financial perspective, their skills. Um, 
in order to do it on their own. And then if they do, like you said, with a third party, if they're going to do the buy versus the build, you do get into that big question of um, who has the leverage here. You know, the, the owner of the platform can make tweaks and changes that you've signed a contract and you're locked into. And vendor lock-in, any kind of lock-in, is always something that comes up as an issue in the studies that we've done on the channel is what do you fear when you throw your hat in the ring with any contract or vendor, whatever it happens to be, is that you will um, end up in a situation where you're you bought something that you can't back out of in uh, in an immediate time frame if you want yeah. to. Yeah, and I, I I think that it is a pretty complex space. You know, you you talked about the different skills that you need, and at first it might seem almost like a relatively simple software problem to just kind of stand up a marketplace and you've got yeah. services and whatever, but like you certainly don't want your marketplace to be like a, a web page of your services. And whenever somebody clicks on them, the only thing they get is, okay, great. You want that? Give us a call and we'll give us a call. Yeah. We'll do it all over the phone now. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, if you're wanting it to be like kind of e-commerce and self-service there, there's quite a bit that starts going into that and a platform provider can bring economies of scale, you know, to that problem. I, I think that's what we saw. Maybe you could talk a little bit about the AppDirect news from this week. You know, uh, AppDirect, okay. I believe, is a platform provider for people to kind of build their own marketplaces. Yes. And they continue to add functionality, just like we've seen with cloud providers. You know, they continue to add functionality and they can do that at scale that makes it more and more difficult for a small company to stand up all of that functionality on their own. Yeah, AppDirect is a you know is is a very um, uh, it's a it's a rising company. It's not I shouldn't even say rising now at this point. They're you know they're pretty well known and they're doing well. They're very much specialists in the SaaS arena, um, and they do help companies who sort of stand up their marketplaces uh, for SaaS applications. And this past week, they made a big purchase. Um, they purchased a company called TBI, which is a kind of a distributor, it's, it, they're in the agent telecom world. And, you know, I don't have a complete insight into the deal, but the way it looks on the surface is this is AppDirect is going to be gaining the expertise of sales agents. So in effect, when I think about telecom agents, I think of them as the way the insurance industry has frontline agents to to sell and help customers and everything that takes place you know on the back end is the big insurance company back here and in a, in a sense app direct is the big company and on the back end and now they will be putting a front end on that may help customers um navigate some of the difficulty of dealing or standing up some of these online marketplaces helping them um figure out how to do it with that frictionless um ease that you talk about um, so we'll see how this you know plays out. It was a recent purchase, but clearly companies understand that there is complexity and they're looking for ways to make the customer experience, whether that customer is the end customer or in this case is probably a channel firm um, customer, make that as easy as possible for them. Because as we know from multiple studies we've done, customer experience is one of the number one things that drives buying behavior and stickiness of buying behavior, whether you're going to stay with somebody. So I, you know, I see those things very tied together. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch going forward. I'm glad that we had a chance to kind of talk about this and pull it apart a little bit because I think it's given some clarity to the discussion, right. And moving forward, I think we're going to want to take a look at, you know, so marketplaces, when we're talking about them, we can be really clear about, you know, are we talking about someone else's marketplace? Yeah. And you're trying to add value onto that. Or are we talking about building out your own marketplace 
which is probably the direction that a lot of companies should be thinking about uh, pretty seriously. And then yeah. if you're building out your own, how are you doing that? Are you going to use a platform provider? Are you going to build on top of somebody else's platform? Or are you going to try to bring in the necessary skills in-house and try to build that out of proprietary technology or whatever? Um, I, I think that'll be a great thread for us to kind of pull on throughout the year. Yeah, I think it will. Lots of decisions, uh, lots of people involved. Um, you know, it's the little cottage industry unto itself that is definitely going to be fodder for us for conversation all year long. So, yeah, yeah, indeed. All right. Well, it was great talking with you about it. Uh, thanks, thanks for that. Man. And thanks, as always, to our producer, Andrea McMillan. And Carolyn, I'll see you in a couple of weeks for the next trend. Or, all right. Stay warm.